What if an aircraft overwing emergency door opened itself, relieving passengers from the human responsibility in the event of an emergency? That is definitely possible thanks to Capgemini, IBM, Siemens, and a methodology called model-based systems engineering. Model-based systems engineering, or MBSE for short, is a methodology that has been in practice for over 20 years and focuses on creating and exploiting domain models as the primary means of information exchange between engineers rather than on document-based information exchange. Using models is a necessary first step, but full MBSC solution also relies on full lifecycle tool support, interoperability, engineering expertise, and additional factors required to successfully implement a full MBSC project. The challenge engineering teams face today is how to design, develop, and engineer sophisticated products that cost less in shorter periods of time with high quality and with fewer resources that bring together both IT and OT. Hi, I'm Jay Serval, an enterprise architect with Capgemini, and welcome to our AI application podcast series. In this episode, we will explore how IBM, Capgemini, and Siemens are working together to develop an updated version of the aircraft overwing door using the model-based systems engineering methodology. Joining me today to discuss this topic are Sky Matthews, Distinguished Engineer and CTO, Internet of Things for IBM. Thank you very much for having me on today, Jay. I really appreciate the invitation. And Antonio Mazzaldi, Technical Lead, Virtual Engineering at Capgemini. Hi, Jay. Thanks for having me today, too. Welcome to both of you. Capgemini and IBM have been working together with Siemens on the development of a next-generation overwing aircraft door demonstrator, a project that requires not only an understanding of MBSE, but also technical expertise, tools, and testing capabilities. So, Sky, we're going to start with you. Can you describe how MBSE has evolved within IBM over the past 20 years and how it has changed systems engineering? And have you noticed an impact as a result of the latest AI enhancements now infused into the MBSE methodology? Yes, there's certainly been a lot of evolution in our MBSE strategy over the last uh, couple of decades. MBSE has been a, a sort of growing segment for for many years but um i'd say in the past 10 years we've really focused from sort of a generic tool for all industries uh to building um tools specifically designed for really complex products and and large-scale systems and helping systems engineers address the complexities uh, inherent in those systems and we accelerated that uh, with the acquisition of Telelogic. So one of the key tools in this space, um, which is used in this project, is a tool called Rhapsody. Uh, Rhapsody is a model-based system engineering tool, originally developed um, you know, by Telelogic and acquired uh, by us um, about 10 years ago. Uh, so that has become the central uh, you know, component of our MBSE strategy. Um, but what's happened more recently is that MBSC has really evolved into a team sport. So it's it's not about individual system engineers working by themselves anymore. They really have to work closely as part of an overall team, you know, specifying, defining, building, and testing these complex systems. So integrating MBSC into a team environment, you know, across the multiple tools that have to be leveraged by the whole team uh, has really been our main focus over the past few years. So going from requirements to uh, you know, model-based design to uh, testing to software development and, um, you know, and, and sort of managing 
the change process across all of that. The other really interesting thing that uh, that's you know come across, I'd say, in the last four or five years, is this notion of um, the digital thread. So all of the data produced by those tools, you know, really needs to be looked at. Uh, as a whole, and you have to be able to to do analytics and uh, and generate reports based on that data. So the digital thread is is a critical output uh, of the process, and and we have actually focused on enabling that digital thread and leading the industry in creating a specification for being able to integrate data across the lifecycle, a spec called the OSLC for open services for lifecycle collaboration. So really how you uh, in, integrate multiple tools together, uh, even across different vendors uh, to maintain that digital thread. So those, those have all been sort of critical aspects of the evolution. And then most recently, um, you know, we're starting just scratching the surface on bringing artificial intelligence to bear to, to actually help improve the productivity of the individual practitioners there. Um, so our first step was to create uh, essentially an AI tool for helping analyze the requirements um, and, and improving the quality of requirements as an input to the process. Because the requirements quality is such a critical determiner of the success of the downstream uh, development. You know, if, if you have ambiguous requirements or contradictory requirements, that flows through all the whole life cycle and you end up spending a lot of time uh, reworking based on those erroneous or conflicting requirements. So we use AI to help get the requirements uh, straight up front. Um, and that's the sort of first capability that we brought out just uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, and we expect to be applying AI uh, even more in the future, leveraging that data in the digital threat. So Sky, staying with you, what is the key differentiator that IBM offers when helping organizations develop a solution that requires an MBSC approach? And can you describe some of the tools that are used and how they can contribute to the success of a project, and specifically in the use of the Overwing Door project? Well, picking one key differentiator is a little tricky, but the, there, there are a couple that I want to touch on here. One of them is the sort of ability to do early verification and simulation, and, and the Rhapsody modeling tool has deep support for uh, helping verify, execute the behavior in the model and, and really ensure that the whole design is correct and it's complete and unambiguous and that it meets the requirements that are specified coming into it. So that's an essential capability and it's been a, a sort of key element of the methodology for developing this uh, overwing door project. And so that early verification and, and simulation is, is certainly a differentiator and, and one that we're uh, quite proud of and is really important for being able to assess a design of this complexity with this many sort of moving parts, you know, before you start building, uh, you know, building out and implementing all those individual parts. You have to ensure that all the interfaces line up and are, are correct and work together. And that's what really this uh, simulation and, and the model execution capability enables. But the other critical thing, and I think is, is um, a sort of shining exemplar in this project, is that uh, integration of data across the digital thread. Because all the way through, you need to ensure as you're you know, progressing the project that 
you know, A, the requirements are being addressed, um, you know, the tests are passing and completing in a, in a timely manner, uh, that the design is progressing, uh, and that all the components that are being built by different teams are actually coming together. So being integrate that data uh, across the life cycle is, is really critical. So our Jazz lifecycle platform really enables that to happen together with the standard that I mentioned earlier, the OSLC standard. So those are the tools that we're leveraging. So the Rhapsody for modeling, our requirements tool, which is called Doors Next Generation, and our engineering test management tool, as well as the overall sort of process management provided by our engineering workflow management. All of those tools are integrated into our Jazz platform uh, and enable that digital thread and traceability, as I mentioned before. Moving on to you, Antonio, can you explain how you work jointly with IBM and Siemens to develop the overwing door use case and demonstration? And can you describe why this particular project is a game changer for airlines and how it could potentially benefit airline passengers? Sure, Jay. Thanks for asking. So let's place ourselves into an airplane. We've just completed our boarding and we are enjoying the extra leg more in the emergency exit row. Suddenly, the flight attendant approaches us to explain the complex procedure to open the door in case of emergency. We know we're responsible for the safety of a big part of passenger now, and we feel a bit of pressure. But what if a new automated system could relieve us from this pressure, from this responsibility? Well, the team at Capgemini designed a new overwing door specifically for this purpose. And we implemented an advanced mechatronic system to do this, to satisfy the new stakeholder needs. And we used a modern digital system to improve the way we develop, maintain, and experience this new product. In the specific case of the door, a new regulation has come on our table, and we need now to automate, as mentioned before, the complete operation of the door. To develop a new mechatronic system to automate the door, we rely heavily on digital tools. And these digital tools accompany us in all the phases of the development. And by that I mean we develop the door through the means of digital tool, but we also enable the final user to use these digital tools during the service life of the aircraft. Moreover, using digital tools, as Kai also mentioned before, allow us to simulate the product early on, to simulate its behavior, to simulate its reaction to the environment, and therefore, we reduce the risk of a late delivery and of repair later on, after the production has taken place. So we leverage IBM and Siemens technology to create an hybrid digital and physical environment for this simulation and for the test and inspection of the door's functionality. We integrate the ABN tools and the toolchain specifically with an hardware sensing kit, which is installed on the first door prototype. This sensing kit is feeding data from the door test to the digital environment, where we can now validate our system in an entire digital way. As mentioned before, this new environment can be used later on in the service life of the aircraft. So we have now a set of digital and physical tool integrated that we can deploy all along the service life or all along the life of the aircraft and therefore serving in every life cycle phase of our emergency doors. So Antonio, you mentioned the tools, but how did the MBSE process, along with the tools and technologies from IBM and Siemens, contribute to the success of this project? And secondly, 
Can you apply this technology to other sectors? So Jay, as we already mentioned, model-based system engineering is a great technology to tackle complex system development. It enables us to break the system down in components and the system, while also giving us the possibility to make use of digital models all along the product lifecycle. This means MBAC not only improves our system development process, but it can also be leveraged to connect our product to its industrial system required for its production and to track the behavior of the system during its server lives, as we saw in the overwing doors maintenance example. It's very important, however, to use what we call the right MBSC approach for each and every case, because this will also enable us to have full traceability across this different model, and so really use for each lifecycle phase the right models, and especially the right models for the right discipline. In fact, if we think of model systems, especially a mechatronic system, they are often a blend of different technology that requires different discipline and different way of working to be uh, developed and maintain and operate. And ideally, uh, we want for each of these disciplines to be free to use the most suitable model for their job. But we also want to ensure that the data are consistent all across this discipline, all across this model, and this in order to create a single source of truth, specifying, defining our product. So what MBSC does is introducing an overreaching framework with an established methodologies, a tool chain, and a language or many languages, which grants consistencies with the data that needs to be shared between different disciplines, teams, entities, while at the same time, we ensure also that there is one single source of truth in a digital continuum environment. So if on one side, we are making the challenge easier by decomposing our system and doubling it in small steps, on the other side, we are also ensuring that all its parts are well integrated and harmonized together. And ultimately, this allows us to address higher level of complicity in our product and unlock new potential for our customer. What was key to that was the support from IBM and Siemens in enabling the integration of the different digital layers. So as I mentioned before, toolchain, languages, and methodology. If we specifically look at IBM and the engineering lifecycle management tool, including Rhapsody, we see how we had a well-identified methods, the Harmony SE from IBM. We had a standard language, SysML in Rhapsody, and we integrated this with the surrounding toolchain. This allowed us to connect the architecture of our system and the virtual physical models of our system all together. And further downstream, we connected to the real world prototype. So we had created the full traceability I was mentioned before, and at the same time, enable a continuous improvement of our system. And let me conclude by saying that you might have noticed that I didn't really mention the door that much in this explanation. And that's exactly why MBSC is not an approach that is only valid for this overwing door, it's not only valid for aerospace industry, but it can cover every industry. We can think transportation, we can think automotive, life science, customer products, and even high-tech. Everywhere we need a solution to enable an industry to be more intelligent and a product to be smarter, we can deploy MBSC to foster their competitivity and provide them or provide this solution with an end-to-end -end digital continuity across the product, the industrial system, and the operation all along the life cycle. So before we end today's podcast, I wanted to ask one final question for both of you. 
Were there any key lessons learned throughout the MBSC process? Absolutely. I would say deploying MBSC is a continual learning process itself. As what we discovered, or let's say one of the key findings, is that it's really important to learn and to gather a deep understanding of how a specific product or system is manufactured and operated to be able to define the best MBC approach for it. And this is why in our vision in Capgemini, we want to bring to our customer the general industry and domain expertise that we have in our company, but we also offer them the possibility to assess what is their current status, what are their current processes, what at the end are their needs for their business and for their products. Because we want to be able to help them leverage in the right tools and the right methods the right MBSC approach, such the one realized with EBMs and Siemens tool, to create, to realize the best solution to fit their needs. I'd like to build on Antonio's answer there. I think one of the key things that we see as a, a really critical aspect of setting out on an MBSC project or, or MBSC-based transformation is understanding the methodology that you're going to use to uh, model and build the system. MBSC provides a lot of tools, UML, SysML, uh, and there are many, many ways to use those tools. And people who don't take a structured approach can sort of easily get lost and other members of the team may not be able to follow you know, the thinking about how they've designed the system. So a structured methodology really allows you to accelerate the project and, and sort of get everybody uh, on board quickly and, and all pulling in the same direction. So, you know, as part of Capgemini working together with IBM, you know, sort of focusing on what that methodology was, was going to look like uh, from the get-go was, a, I think, a key element of the project success. Well, thank you, Sky and Antonio, for joining us today. And thank you, the listeners. Hopefully you found it valuable. If you are interested in learning more, visit us at capgemini.com and be sure to look for additional podcasts in our AI application podcast series. This is Designing Momentum, a podcast from Capgemini. Designing Momentum is a show about what it takes to build and maintain momentum in business. When the odds are against you, how do you forge your own path? Original ideas very rarely come from looking in the same places you always look. So in this show, we'll be turning the spotlight in a different direction that you wouldn't necessarily think to look. Hosted by me, Frank Wammers, and with the help of Rachel Burford, International Women's Rugby World Cup winner, and experts in emerging technology in sport, we'll be exploring why what goes on in the boardroom isn't so different to what happens on the pitch. Make sure you subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.